You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Friday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and if you enjoyed our crossover episode with Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans a couple weeks ago, then you're in for a treat. We have Matt Sheehan back on the show to discuss tomorrow's game between Iowa and Michigan State. Iowa looking to create a win streak after beating Rutgers, wanting to take care of Michigan State at the Wrestling Center, something they very rarely do. So it should be a fun game tomorrow, and we have Matt Sheehan on the show to talk all about that. I know there's also some news going around. Uh, Chris Doyle was hired to the Jaguars. I'm not going to get into that at all. Um, if you want to hear my thoughts on that, you can go listen back to some of the episodes that we created back in June and July. Um, so not going to get into that at all. Today, I want to focus entirely on the men's basketball team. So let's get into that conversation right now with Matt Sheehan. All right. I'm Andrew Wade of Locked On Hawkeyes. We have Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. We're back for another crossover episode, Iowa versus Michigan State. Matt, how are you doing today, man? Dude, I'm doing okay, but yeah, let's just start this thing with a vibe check right now, because since we have talked, uh, Iowa, of course, won the game against Michigan State. Okay, that, that's all fine and dandy, whatever. I think we both expected that. Iowa's gone on to lose two games since against uh, Ohio State, Indiana. I don't have to tell your listeners that. Um, and then Michigan State, yeah, we've won, but it, probably like the least sexy 10-point win that you could possibly get against Nebraska, and then a skin-of-the-teeth win against Penn State. How, are we are we both just miserable now about our teams or what, what's the feeling over there, Andrew? Yeah, um, I feel better after beating Rutgers that like, gosh, mm-hmm. if we would have lost to Rutgers. I think I would have been on your level as far as tough, hope for yeah. this team. Yeah, that would have been real, real awful. I try to I try to take solace in the fact that CJ Frederick has been out and I'm trying mm-hmm. to understand how big of an impact that is. It's definitely been tough for me because Iowa still has a very talented team. So I still understand. I, I don't agree with losing to Indiana. I think if we would have beaten Indiana both times and lost Illinois and Ohio State, I'm feeling really good about this team. But losing to Indiana, man, like I, I am not impressed whenever I watch their team. There's just nothing yeah. impressive about them. So um, yeah. I check. I'm all right. I think we need to get a W against Michigan State. We need to get a W against Wisconsin. If we beat Michigan State and Wisconsin, I'll feel a lot better about the the progress of this team and where we can be heading into NCAA tournament time. But right now, I'm I'm just yeah. there. I'm blah. Like you guys are what Michigan State was the last two years. Like pretty good team. You guys play Indiana, who's really just on paper and in the eyeball test, not all that impressive, but still inexplicably losing to them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, okay, like hey, our team is still okay. Um. We need a win too on Saturday, Andrew. Um, <laughs> so, 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 like, need a win for like our tournament hopes, really, because we were That'd just talking about win. it. On, uh, it'd be nice because, yeah, like we were talking on yesterday's pod. Like, there's a lot of good opportunities in the Big Ten to get big wins. However, these opportunities are now a numbered and b like it's just hard to come by for Michigan State now. Like, our, our best opportunities are you guys, Iowa, Illinois, Ohio State, and Michigan get one of those four and then sweep the Indiana Purdue. And I forgot the last team, whatever it is, that gauntlet. <laughs> oh, Maryland, excuse me. Sorry, Terrapins. I'm sure they're all listening. Um, then we're feeling okay about our tournament chances, but re- you go back and look at the schedule and look at our results. Like we're not just losing some of these games. They're pretty big blowouts. So 
And we'll it see. But hey, Saturday could turn sexy, things around here. <laughs> yeah, sexy points do matter, man. And uh, Michigan State hasn't mm-hmm. really had a lot of them. Um, no. So that that is definitely concerning. No. That is quite the gauntlet, man. You have a rough end of season. We have a very no. similar end of season as well. We have Ohio State, Michigan. We got Wisconsin twice. Although I haven't been that impressed with Wisconsin. I feel yeah. like they're a very beatable team, which means Iowa will lose by 10. Um, but they're a very beatable team, in my opinion. Um, I'm sure they'll shoot the lights out of the roof when they play Iowa. But yeah, def- definitely an interesting game for you all. If you beat Iowa, do you have a good feeling about making the tournament then? Is Iowa, if you can beat Iowa, are you feeling good? So beating Iowa will get us back on the bubble conversation. Cause like right now we're, we're not even in the Joe Lenardi, like, Oh, first four out next four out the next four out. Then that like, we're probably five next four outs away right now, but a nice sex appeal win against Iowa would get us right back in the conversation. And dude, man, at this point, like that's all we're trying to go for is just get back in the conversation. I want to be part of the conversation that all the sports writers are having. It's like, Oh wow. Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, they're all having down years. Like, well, what about us? Like, hey, we're a blue blood too. Like, come on, like, put some respect on our name here. Like, so we, we, just, we just want our name back in the media. That's all. That's all we're looking for. You just want to be able to talk about something. You guys I, are been just, so we bad. We just like hearing about ourselves. That's not so bad, is it? Yeah, come on. Like, I just want to be in the conversation <laughs> again. I'm missing out. I got some FOMO going on over here. So we have sex yeah. appeal and FOMO are basically the themes of this show. Oh, great. <laughs> what a title. I'm just going to title it Iowa basketball, mm-hmm. sex appeal mm-hmm. and FOMO. And that's, yep, cool. that's that perfect. Drives, Excellent. Drives listeners, man. Um, so what actually went right versus Nebraska and Penn State? I mean, to be fair, Nebraska oh. is an atrocious team. So you can't really say things went right. But maybe what about Penn State? Because Penn State's actually mm-hmm. had some pretty good wins this year. Yeah, the thing that went right against Nebraska is that Nebraska showed up to the game. Like, that's pretty much all they had to do for MSU to get a 10-point win there. Um Penn State, man, like that that was a, a hairy game down the stretch. MSU was up 12 in the second half, and then they saw themselves at a four-point deficit with uh, 3.16 to go. And what helped there was they just locked it down on defense. Like Rocket Watts, he's a guy that's been kind of – not kind of – straight up struggling this season. But he had a nice tip in at the end, and he was locked down on the perimeter. Same with Josh Langford. So down the stretch, it was the perimeter defense. And, well, I mean, against Iowa – you're going to need some perimeter defense here. So hopefully that carries over to the game on Saturday. But, yeah, I, I think that's really the, the biggest point there is I just go back to the last four minutes because, really, that's that's when the game was was won, and that's when I shaved five years off of my life, uh, Andrew. So, yeah. You always want to sweat a game out against Penn State. You, that's, that's, that's the dream. That's how I feel about Indiana, man. I was sitting there, I was like, I should not be this upset. I should not be – this concerned about Indiana yet yeah, here we are losing another game against yeah. Indiana. That was very frustrating, but at least we got, we got back on the winning track with Rutgers. I'm curious. So home, home court advantage isn't as big of a deal this year, mm-hmm. um, but Michigan state has been a notoriously difficult place for Iowa to play at. I mean, we can maybe hang tough with Michigan state at home. We go to East Lansing and we get blown out by 30 points. It feels like every single year. I'm mm-hmm. curious, what is the home court advantage like this year? And is there truth to the fact that Tom Izzo just seems to get a lot more calls um, at the wrestling center? I, I hope so. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't care. Say, say what you will. If Izzo got, has to cry for whistles, fine. You just do whatever you can at this point of the season. And, like, especially, I think, what, there was 35 free throws for Iowa last time. Like, I, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to feel sheepish about it if this swings uh, to the MSU side. Of the court, but even though the is zone isn't there and everything, like I still think there is something about home court advantage this year. Like, it, I know it's a like an old cliche, but oh, you're sleeping in your own bed, you're at your own facilities, you're shooting at your own it's rims. Deal, like, though. it helps. I mean, it, it really does. Like, it doesn't sound like much, but I, I think it's been proven this year that 
kind of does in a way. It might not be like a six point swing like it usually is, but yeah, there's there's something to that being at at home. I just oh man. Andrew, we need a win on Saturday. <laughs> I, I, I really do. Like talking to you makes me feel better because you're actually more depressed than I have been. Um, and then I look at your situation, our yeah. situation. I'm like, we're comfortably in the tournament. We're definitely making it. Oh, There's reason for hope. And I look at you and I'm like, oh. man, I just feel bad, man. I'm a broken man. I'm yeah. a husk of myself. Yeah. Listen, and it'd be different if, if like we walked into the season thinking like, oh, hey, you know, it's going to be a tough season. But no, like we were ranked four in the country <laughs> like three weeks into the year. And now here we are just trying to – Get back on the bubble graphic uh, on SportsCenter. Yeah, What's Will's vibe? Is he doing okay? All right, I need to quickly pause that conversation, and I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up today if you go to their website or use their mobile device or use your mobile device to go to their website you can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag use the promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's right go to betonline.ag use the promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts and after you put a little bit of money in your pocket, you should go to BuiltBar.com and grab yourself the newest flavor that has hit the market. As you know, BuiltBar.com has the best tasting protein bars on the market. They are protein bars that taste just like a candy bar. They are fantastically tasting and incredibly healthy for you. And right now, they have a new flavor out that you've got to try today. Perhaps their best bar. Yeah, I've tried it and it is truly phenomenal. And here's what it is. It is coconut brownie chunk. That's right. If you liked cookie dough chunk built bars, then you're going to love the coconut brownie chunk. It is so delicious. Dark chocolate, coconut, and real brownie chunks. It just doesn't get much better than that. And I know the health is a big thing. I want to quickly touch on that. 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. Again, this is a limited flavor cookie or coconut brownie chunk and limited flavor that you're going to love. Again, I've tried it. It is truly delicious. If you've already gotten a box of Built Bars before, you want to get in on this now to get more Built Bars delivered to your door today because this flavor will not last long. That's right. These Built Bars are going to be gone before you even know it. So right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com and grab yourself the newest flavor on the market, coconut brownie chunk. Have yourself a day at BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off their brand new flavor, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast at. Now let's turn our attention back to our conversation with Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. He's, he's fine. He, he, he floats in the middle. He it, It's tough to rattle him, but he, he's a little bit uh, peeved at what's going on. But listen, he, he's cool in the pocket, man. I, it's it's a dynamic on our podcast that we have. I'm, I'm the chicken little. I'm the uh, – I let my highs get too high and my lows get too low. Um, you know what side of the equation that's been on lately. And then Will's just uh, – he's, he's my unbillable hours therapist. Okay, so <laughs> – it's nice. It's it's a good dynamic we have going here. Yeah. The podcast for me has been basically my unbillable therapist. Like I I've been able mm-hmm. to just talk 
about my yeah. feelings on this about Iowa basketball, and it feels good. It feels therapeutic. Um, it's great. Yeah, I'm curious though. Michigan State has not been that great at shooting the three ball this year, except for of course mm-hmm. against Iowa, they shot 42. percent um, Outside of Iowa's atrocious perimeter defense, is there anything that's to that? Is there anything to be worried about that? Is Michigan State getting better at shooting the three ball, or is that just luck of the draw? Um, it's a little bit of both. And what I really think could help, and I'll even go back to the last uh, game against you guys for an example. What would help is that this team probably loves lawn twos more than any other team in the country, especially, namely, uh, Josh Langford, who's a fine shooter, good player. Um, he had, I think, 16 shots against you guys. Six were threes, and I want to say eight or nine of them were just lawn twos, like, chief, chief. The line is a step behind you. Take a step back. It's worth more points. Like, just please shoot. I'm begging you. Um, so it's it's being like just smarter with your shot selection. Um, of course, this is going to be a rerun of what I said last time. But Rocket, he could be a shooter, but he could be a shooter the last dozen or so games. We're waiting for his breakout game. Maybe it happens. Maybe the last four minutes of the Penn State game gave him some moxie. Who's to say? But and also uh, Gabe Brown too. He was absent for the uh, last Iowa game due to COVID. Um, He's coming back. He's an interesting player because he's either like 12 points on four or five shooting from behind the arc or zero points on over one shooting in 18 minutes. Like, so what game's going to show up? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. So, well, well yeah. if the Minnesota game and Brandon Johnson are any indication, it uh, he'll have a four or five night from behind the arc and, and oh, have yeah. Michigan State up by 10 at the end of the first half, which should be great. Should be fun. Really looking forward to that. Um, yeah. What, Michigan State won the offensive rebounding battle. And coming into this game, Iowa isn't – the best defensive rebounding team, especially when they're playing zone and a lot of teams are shooting threes, you get some of those weird bounces with the balls. Um, but Michigan State wasn't supposed to be that good at offensive rebounding. No. Uh, what gives? Yeah, that's just a great question. Right? I mean, <laughs> hopefully it can continue because uh, I think we're seeing who's the leader in the clubhouse now at the center position in Marcus Bingham. He's the uh, tall, spindly guy, if uh, the Hawkeye fans remember him. Um, yeah. He's definitely the, the best guy to throw out there between the four centers that we do play. So hopefully we can throw him out there a tad more, uh, knock it around. Actually, can I flip the script really quick? Yeah. Speaking of centers here, what, what's, what's going on with Luca? Just a pedestrian. Uh, what, 18 points the other day, and then it's 16 the other day? Like, whoa, Luke, what's, what's going on here, man? Isn't it funny? Like, I always try to be very um, very cognizant of my criticism of Luca Garza because mm-hmm. on his bad nights, a lot of teams would take that from any of their players, right? Like, even his bad yeah. nights are good enough to be a top 10 player in the country. Um, right. Interestingly enough, I think it has to do a lot with C.J. Frederick and the lack of C.J. Frederick. And what's happening is um, there's no shooters being able to make shots around him. And so when you have a Connor McCaffrey who shoots like 20% from the three, dishing the ball inside to Luca Garza, what's happening is Connor's defender is attacking Luca. You have both post guys attacking Luca. So now you got a three on one with Luca. But there's not really a great outlet pass either because you're not going to give it back to Connor. You have less of a chance of making a three with Connor than you do Luca Garza going against three players. So that mm-hmm. has been a big concern. CJ Frederick being back will be really big for that. Um, just having him being able to make shots and being on that perimeter keeps defenses honest. They can't collapse on Luca. So I think that's been a lot of it. Just um, Indiana did a phenomenal job against that. They said, we're just going to make sure everyone else can make shots and we're going to attack Luca. And again, double, triple team him constantly. And he hasn't been able to find that outlet pass. So to me, that's probably been the biggest issue, but even some of his shots, even when he does get his shots off the rolls, just haven't been there either. Whereas in the past, you know, the past two months before that, just everything seemed to go in. It was just buckets for days. I mean, Rutgers, yeah. Miles Johnson was out almost the entire first half and Luca was like three of 13. So uh, 
I, I don't know. It's been interesting, but uh, we've been waiting for a a breakout game for Luca since, you know, he's kind of been struggling. Maybe it's against Michigan state. Maybe that's where he picks it up. But I also think personally, Joey's camp and Jordan Bohannon are the two guys to really watch out for. Cause Joey's camp yeah. has been yeah. playing like the NBA player. We thought he would be as a freshman. He has just been terrible. He basically looked at his team and he's like, you know what? I need to be the guy. And finally he's stepping up and being the guy. And it is so fun to watch, man. He just wish he everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, on the contrary of you guys are looking for a Luca breakout game. I'm looking for a Joe Wieskamp come down game here. I mean, what I think he's shooting 12 of 22 his, his last three games here. Like, it'd be nice if we could just go back to like I don't know. I'll bargain for a just just a three of seven night for, from him if you could just trot that out on Saturday. That'd be great. Yeah, I, I mean that would be helpful for you. I mean. All right, y'all, one more pause in that conversation with Matt as we continue our crossover episode, breaking down this matchup tomorrow between Iowa and Michigan State. I got to tell you about rockauto.com because I have personally experienced the incredible value that rockauto.com can bring to any consumer that needs auto parts or car parts, truck parts, any of that stuff. You go to rockauto.com, you will not be dissatisfied. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. One time, I needed to get cabin air filter and an engine air filter. I went to the I went to the the auto shop. They wanted to replace it for me for a couple hundred bucks. I go to the brick and mortar store. They wanted to charge me $70. So then I go to rockauto.com. I used their unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. I quickly found both the parts I needed and I found it for under $20 and they delivered directly to my door. That's right. Rockauto.com has all the parts you need and for an incredibly low price that you can come to love, respect, and deserve. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com 2020 is mercifully over and it is time for a fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this year and we want more wins listen to locked on bets with your boy q and lee sterling of paramount sports they are picking college basketball football and nba locks all winter long subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcast at now let's turn our attention back to segment number three of the locked on hawkeyes podcast chatting with matt sheehan of locked on spartans and giving you that crossover episode you have come to love right here on the show I think Jordan yeah. Bohanna is another guy getting to watch out for. He mm-hmm. struggled a bit against Rutgers. Iowa just wasn't able to get a lot of guys open, and Jordan turned the ball over four times. But you also have the Jordan Bohannon big dick energy, shoot the ball from 10 feet sure. behind the arc, three-point shot you always got to worry about. And I feel like he has a lot of pride in certain games, and he doesn't win against Michigan State at Michigan State. So I have a weird feeling that Jordan Bohannon might just rip off like six threes. It's he's either going to go for twenty six points or six points, like nowhere, nowhere in the middle, nowhere in the middle. Oh man, yeah, it's tough. What are your predictions for Luca? I mean, last time we talked about it, we thought Luca was going to go for thirty to forty. Oh, uh, I thought he was going to like have like the Wilt Chamberlain picture uh, next to him, yeah. the, the little hundred sign. Um, and again, a quiet twenty seven points and ten rebounds, right? Like yeah, a quiet twenty seven really... points like to not have him on the free throw line like fourteen times like last game. Um, so give me. 28 points, 13 rebounds, two blocks. Uh, courtesy two blocks out, out there for Luca. Yeah, that's yeah, 28 and 13. That's right. what I'm feeling. Yeah, take, a yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 31 yeah. and 13. Um, who is your breakout okay. player for Michigan State? Who do you think could actually I – mean, if you're going to win this game, who's the breakout? Is it Rocket Watts? No, I'm going to go Joey Hauser here. Uh, he was kind of struggling uh, ever since Christmas, but then he had a nice little game against Penn State where he actually came off the bench – 
Uh, had, I think, 11 points there. So I don't know if he's going to start. I don't know if he's still going to come off the bench. But he did look a lot more comfortable last game than he did the, the previous stretch of half dozen games there. So I'm going to go with uh, our six foot ten guy. I like Joey it. Hauser. Yeah, yeah Joey yeah. Hauser. How about you, Iowa tried recruiting, man. Yeah, I, well, especially when he transferred, man. Everyone was, was trying to go after him. Um, do you guys have a breakout player over there that's uh, cooking? His, or is it just going to be Wieskamp going for 40 instead of uh, 26 this time? Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a, a, a breakout guy. When you think of breakout guys for Iowa, it's typically guys who can shoot the ball. But right. we already listed yeah. the three main guys. I mean, the only difference would be if C.J. Frederick is able to play 15, 17, 15 to 17 minutes and hit a couple shots. I mean, this past game, his presence was just felt. It was a big-time presence, but he wasn't able to make his shots. So maybe he comes back a little bit more comfortable and makes – you know, three, four shots, and that will be the difference in the game. But I, I don't have a breakout guy. I mean, I feel like Joey's camp's churning. Jordan Bohannon is uh, basically a breakout can to any game to basically just <laughs> make an opposing team just hate him. And Luka Garza, you, it's hard to say breakout, right? It's just more of like sure, of course, better yeah. than everyone else by even more so, by even a bigger yeah. margin. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Do, do, we have, do we have a full game prediction? Or are we, we going to lock it in and give the people a, a nice pick here? I mean, Ken Palm has him 81 to 74 advantage for Iowa. I really struggle with Iowa winning by seven in this game, man. I, mm -hmm. I struggle with the concept of Iowa going to East Lansing and beating Michigan state by seven. I think it's going to be a three point victory. I would say it's going to be a slightly higher scoring game. I think Michigan state will have a good shooting performance. I'm going to go probably 83 to 79. Iowa. Yeah. Wow. So 81, 74. Cause my, my prediction was going to be 81 to 75, but like a two point game in the last minute, kind of honestly, kind of like what it was in Iowa city, yeah. like close game, but then, okay. Some late free throws to make it a little extended. Yeah. Also your boy took Iowa plus uh, no minus. No, what did I do? doesn't matter. I covered the spread by one point, luckily uh, <laughs> last game. So um, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Eight, eight, 81, 75, but close game down the stretch, just like last it. time. And uh, just, Pain, just more pain. Just lots for, of pain. Well, well, Matt, a lot of pain, but spare. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I wish I could feel bad again, but I just, I always go back to 2015 where all I yeah. can think about is LJ Scott, and I will never forgive that. I don't hate Michigan State yeah. fans. I don't hate Michigan State, but that memory is mm -hmm. seared in my mind. It was the yeah. first time I've ever sports gambled. I was in Vegas. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. No. Oh, I, no. It was my first time in Vegas. And I was like, I was going to win. We're going to win. We're going to go to the college football playoff. This is going to be the most memorable night ever. And then LJ Scott just, oh, my God. It was just like life-sucking out of I me. am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Because, like, I've, I've watched replay of that game probably 8,000 times. And, like, after the touchdown, they always pan to those, like, two Iowa fans in the stands. And it's like. I, I just want to reach the television and hug you too right now. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel sick for you. Like, because listen, we, we lost a Big Ten championship game in gut punch fashion in 2011. It's the single worst day of my entire life. Uh, it's it's not a good feeling. <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's horrible. It's depressing. Like, the fact that he's able to, God, he, he got stopped the first time too. That's like, that's what I just, I just I like, they stopped him. I don't know. Anyways. Matt, it's I don't always want to a more, right? Yeah, I, I'm already hurting again. I'm like feeling <laughs> right. pain, and I got to go work now. After all, yep. I'm gonna get nice. a call and be like, "They're gonna like, Andrew, why are you so sad?" I'm like, "I just thought about 2015." Are you, are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, it was a pleasure doing another crossover episode with you. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, from an Iowa sake, that they get the win. For Michigan State sake, hopefully you guys get a win. Um, but again, uh, one of us will be sad come Saturday. Hey, right, let's just have fun doing it, though. Huh? I, I love, love it. that. There I we go. It. Talk to you later, Matt. Yep, absolutely, man.
And that does do it for our show today. I hope you enjoyed the crossover episode. Hopefully we get a W tomorrow versus the Michigan State Spartans. We'll be talking all about that on Monday's episode of the show. If you love the show, give us that five-star review and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe wherever you actually downloaded this podcast at. That way you can get them downloaded directly to your smart device whenever you want to listen to the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes. Have a fantastic Friday. Have an even better weekend out there, Hawkeye Nation. And let's go Hawks.